the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Super Producer Max, can I get some bubbles going? Bubble, 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 yeah. bubble, bubble. Oh, yeah. Though there's a, though the calming placid waters may be still on top, there is a flurry of activity beneath. Mm-hmm. So, as you can tell, we are uh, we're doing today's episode from... The jacuzzi of the mind. They call me Ben Knowles. Yes. How about yes. we? How about we invite people into this uh, hot tub of an episode? This is oh, a. Uh, <laughs> this is something just, we've been talking I'm about. I'm picturing for a while. like you know you bisecting someone's skull, cutting off the top part, and you know just turning the brains into into squish, and then just kind of bathing in it with your arms around the edge of someone's head. I don't know. Is that weird? I think it's weird it's, now that I'm it, saying it out loud. It's but I'm dark. going with it. It's dark, but hey, tis the season. You know what I mean? Uh, it's true. And, and it's also perfect weather, some would argue, for a hot tub. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to our research associate for this week, uh, Max Williams. Bubble. The very bubble, same. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Bubble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> our, our resident hot tub expert. He's been this for some time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, much to your chagrin at, at times, Ben, Matt's, uh, Max is always bringing up the hot tub times, the, the before times, before he knew you. And, and I, I think there's been a little FOMO there. And today I think we can kind of make up for that. Yeah, may, maybe. I, uh, I have a lot of hot tub adventures that are probably not fit uh, for a family show. So we'll Whoa. just go Hitchcock rules, folks. Okay. Imagine what happened off screen. Uh, but yeah, this is our long-awaited hot tub 
episode. Now, for a lot of us in the modern day, uh, at least in the United States, you might think of hot tubs and their glory days uh, somewhere in the same echelon of like the the reign of waterbeds. You know what I mean? Or seventies mm. conversation pits. But um, if we if we describe a hot tub, basically, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? You you get you might see these in hotels sometimes too, right? You get the streams of water that that don't like they come from multiple faucets or spigots. They cascade, I would argue. They're little, you know, waterfall thingies. Uh, and then you've got the jets, which is, you know, kind of what we're talking about here. It creates the the bubbles that, that we so know and love. Sometimes you can kind of tell the caliber of the hotel you're in by the shape of the hot tub. If it's heart-shaped, uh, you might be in Vegas. Uh, you may have just gotten married by an Elvis impersonator. Or it could also be one of those rent-by-the-hour uh, kind of kind of. <laughs> motels yeah. uh, it takes all kinds but in general you know it's it's typically round a round kind of uh plasticky thing like shell usually situated within inside within some sort of like wooden frame and typically they're outdoors it's sort of that's sort of how we think about it in general like a jacuzzi tub is one thing but a hot tub mm-hmm. is for the out of doors mm-hmm. and uh one day I've got, God, I'm coming up with so so many inappropriate stories right now. I one time accidentally stayed in what's called a love hotel in Japan, yeah, which is know. which is uh, was a, a, a surprise to me and a condemnation of my terrible Japanese. And uh, you know what? Just by picking up context skills. Uh, but that, that had an epic hot tub. It took up like half the room. The hot tub thing, it's a universal appeal. And you might be surprised to learn, ridiculous historians, it's quite an ancient appeal. Hot tubs are a innovation or an iteration, a spin on the ancient love humans have for getting a good soak. Imagine, if you will, the first ancient humans stumble across a spring, maybe near a mountain, and they realize quickly, hey, this is not your usual spring. It's warm. It might even be dangerously hot but uh mm-hmm. let's let's soak our bones here hunting and gathering is tough let's let's take a let's take a, a quick 15 you know what i mean just a soak yeah I once got to stay in a little retreat in a place called Hot Springs, North Carolina, I believe. Mm. And they literally just have these kind of hot tub enclosure things built around these naturally occurring springs. Um, I will also uh, hearken back to the story we did with uh, Alex Williams, who composed our theme, about the kind of the the, the gentleman who sort of did a bad job at wildernessing. And, oh, yes. Uh, 37 days of peril. peril. That's the one. He ended up getting like his flesh seared off by Old Faithful or something like that. He lay on the thing thinking that it was going to like warm him up and it really just kind of did a number on him. It's dangerous. You know, I've been in many like natural springs and sometimes I'm such, I'm weird about it, man, because some like in, uh, I was in Guatemala and they said, okay, we're going to go to these hot springs. And they were okay. They weren't freezing, but they were like warm springs. If you go to Warm Springs, Georgia, here in our home state, uh, then you'll also find that they were they were managing expectations with the names. But some of these things can be blistering hot. You're absolutely you're absolutely right, Nolan. I think we're on the same page with this, folks. If you get a chance to hang out at a natural hot spring, do so. It's a cool experience. People, as far as we can tell, have always loved soaking in warm or hot natural springs, even in 
ancient history, we see this happen. The Tibetan Plateau in Central Asia was home to hot springs, and again, a lot of hunter-gatherers. And we've got innovations from the ancient world. Like, when you think of the ancient world, you think of, like, Greeks. You think of, you know, Rome, the Roman era. You also think of ancient Egypt. It shouldn't surprise anybody that uh, the ruling class of Egypt was super into hot springs. They were a particular mm-hmm. sort of folk. You got to lock those down, too. You know, it's like, I mean, they, you know, you got to you got a good established domain, dominion around these precious entry points into the Earth's uh, geothermal powers. It really is truly like a harnessing of, of the Earth's natural uh, wonder, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm being very David Attenborough about this, uh, but it's pretty cool. And it's also not something that everyone would have access to because they're not they, they're not just everywhere. I mean, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll have these kind of hot spots where they will, there will be some, you know, here and there, like again in Hot Springs, North Carolina, where I was talking about some of the spots you mentioned, Ben, but it's not something that just kind of happens randomly. There have to be some certain uh, criteria met to have these um, take place. Yeah, 100%. It's just like um, the idea of using geothermal power. You have to be in the right location, just like real estate. It's all location. We do know that the very well-to-do in the ancient world started quarreling with the idea of being bound to geography. And they said, hey, let's make our own hot water type things. And that's uh, that's how we know that in ancient Egypt, the very wealthy had well, had the peasants build bathing chambers and they would take what you would think of as like a old, very old school shower. They would have their servants get hot water and then, you know, like pour the jugs of water over their heads while they're like brainstorming about the pyramids or the Sphinx. And this was cool, or actually this was pretty neat for the uh, person getting the bath, but all the people who had to help make the shower happen probably hated their jobs. You know, you got to heat the water up yourself. You got to carry it all the way to wherever the rich person is. That's why I think maybe to your point, Noel, the, uh, the ancient Greek method was a little bit better when they were building on pre-existing hot springs. And they're some of the first groups of people who believed this stuff had a magical power to heal which is also why Warm Springs, Georgia, was home to a uh, U.S. president once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the idea, too, of like just naturally occurring springs of any kind. Like there's a little, there's a theme in uh, this new TV series, uh, The Midnight Club, um, which is, I, I've, I've quite enjoyed uh, the idea of, you know, um, springs, natural, uh, naturally occurring springs, uh, drinking water possessing some sort of natural uh, healing abilities. And that's something that's really, you know, persevered throughout history. So yeah, the ancient Greeks built these like bathhouses essentially, or they referred to them as thermal complexes on top of hot springs. Uh, for that very reason, they carved seats into the natural rock. And that that is actually how the hot springs situation in, in uh, North Carolina is as well. You're literally sitting in these ho- hollowed out pieces of rock, these kind of boulder deals. They created these very beautiful, aesthetically, um, kind of carved out bathhouses where, you know, the well-to-do could uh, could relax and, and likely cavort. I mean, I think we know that bathhouses, uh, especially of the Greek variety, did have a reputation for mm. being a place where hanky-panky might occur. Uh, away Hank's from the watchful pink. eyes. Yeah, indeed. Of whomever, you know, watches for those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, the, the Hanks indeed get panked. 
And Turkish bathhouses uh, acquired um, a similar reputation, at least as community centers, much later on, by the way. But uh, we know that Roman architects started creating those public bathhouses using a, a kind of analog of modern day concrete. So they were gen- genuinely building out these structures instead of just carving out, granted, really cool seats by the rocks. Uh, and this idea took off. This was amazing. It was like it took off the way like chia pets took off in a more <laughs> in a more modern comparison. Everybody needed to to like go see and be seen at the bathhouse. In 200 BCE, they were building the first public bathhouses. By 33 CE, there were almost 200. There were 170 bathhouses in Rome. And this is where the aqueduct thing comes in. Aqueducts are so cool. Gravity-powered ways to move water around an area. And they would put cold water, they would transport cold water into the bathhouses. And then they used uh, something that was new to me, at least before starting this episode. They used a heating system called the hypocost to warm the water and then also eventually uh, they got their technology to the point where they could heat the floors and walls. Have you guys ever been in a place with a heated floor? Oh, yeah. I think I have, like in a fancy hotel, but it's definitely, you know, an extra feature for sure. It's not standard in this part of the world. <laughs> no. I think probably in colder areas it prob- or colder parts of the world, it might be a little more common. It's in uh, Korea, too. Mm-hmm. I had a landlord. Well, correction. I was living in a friend of mine's house. That's a way better way to describe okay. that. And he had heated floors in his bathroom. And he, like one time he was like out of town. He's like, if you want, you can use the bathroom with the heated floors. I'm like, we'll do. It was nice. <laughs> okay. He's a, he's a very particular bathroom guy. I mean, that is like to Noel's point, Max, that's a, that's a pretty custom or bespoke kind of feature in a house. You don't really see them here in the United States that often. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. 
You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right. No, it's it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We're going to get to Japan in a minute, but I, I want to just even like take a take a quick swing at another um, kind of analog form of this type of relaxation that you do still see like in gyms and all of that, you know, the sauna, the, the idea of like a steam room that I don't know if it's exactly coals anymore, but I think like, you know, Scandinavia, there would literally be like a thing of coals that you would pour water on and it would create steam. And that would be the source of, of the steam that you'd allow you to kind of, again, sort of soak your bones in a, in a different way, more of a reverse way. And then you beat yourself with a branch. That's of course you do. In Why would Finland, you? Russia. Okay, I'm going to do a callback alert, guys. Um, do you guys remember the episode we did about the sausage war? Yes. Yeah. How can I forget? Uh, the, uh, the Anus expedition. The, uh, that episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, at the very end, we were talking about uh, saunas, and we're talking about how they would have um, in Finland those casts that you could put your sausage in with you when you get right. into the sauna yeah. and cook your sausage while you're sitting in the sauna. I, yeah. I just want to bring that back up because it felt fitting to insert it right here. Multifunctional. I think that's right. Yeah, because they are. They're, they're very much multifunctional. They're meant to relax you and allow you to have a little bit of a sit down and collect your thoughts, perhaps. And also, again, this idea of healing properties. But, you know, why not be able to eat your sausage while you're at it? It's sort of like a, a, a shower beer. Um, mm -hmm. But it's Japan that really kind of takes it to the next level and inspires what would go on to become the hot tub that we know and love. Oh, and we have to point out why this became the case. The Roman Empire loved hot tubs, but then the Catholic Church had a problem with it. And so during the medieval period, a lot of them disappeared in that part of the world uh, because it was seen as a social center that distracted from, you know, theocracies. This didn't happen in Japan, as you said. Japan really creates or leads to what we call the modern hot tub today. And they had the geography for it. Again, it's an archipelago with a lot of natural hot springs. And even like uh, even today, what's really interesting is if you go into a Japanese house, there there's a soaking bathtub, but you wash your body before you get into that bathtub. It's like a mini hot spring. And it's, it's a regular thing. It's super cool. Their bathroom is cool. so far ahead of ours. 
I, I agree. I've always also wondered, like, why would anyone take a bath just on its own and think that's going to do the trick? Because you're literally just steeping in your Real own filth, filth after a point. So it's like, do the shower, then enjoy the soak in the bathtub, but don't get the two twisted. They're not the same. Uh, and also, a hot tub is not really meant to clean yourself, per se. It's more of like a fun activity. And mm. the water is kind of circulating, and it's treated so it's not necessarily going to uh, harbor some of these gross things that we're worried about that might just hang around if you're soaking in a pool of stagnant, warm water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you don't lay in puddles on the street, do you? Anti-bath crews would say the same logic applies. <laughs> Ma don't. Max is on the fence. Max is like, I've seen some good puddles. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we get those real heavy rainstorms here in Atlanta. Uh -huh. You just see a good one, especially like, you know, especially like downtown Atlanta. Oh, you yeah. The really deep, like, potholes mm -hmm. inside. They look pretty good to me. And, you know, it's hot outside. Just jump out in there, splash around a little bit. I, I mean, the water on uh, on the street where I live in Atlanta uh, has <laughs> has at points gotten almost to knee level. Uh, so maybe we'll be, maybe we'll be street surfers later. But in terms of bathing, in Japan, which again is just streets ahead of the rest of the world. Uh, they have three types of hot baths. They have the onsen, which I think m most of us have heard about now. That's That could be a public bathing house or a private entity, but it's located around a hot spring. So they get that geothermal energy. And then they have the um, they have the sentos, which are a little more like the Roman version. It's constructed to imitate natural hot springs, but they use technology to heat the water. And then the ones, oh, that's the word for the ones I was thinking about, ofuros. Those are the uh, whole, the home hot tubs. And uh, they're, they're really the, the antecedent of the modern hot tub. But this is the strange thing, man. If you live in the U.S. and you love hot tubs, you owe a big thank you to American veterans returning from World War II, the ones who were stationed in Pacific Theater and in Japan, they got on board with this hot tub culture and they brought it to the U.S. I wonder also if they brought those futuristic bidets. You know what I'm talking about? That's a more oh, yeah. recent well, thing. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, what? Are you just, you're just describing bidets as futuristic in general or is there a futuristic type of bidet that I might not be aware of? Oh, the uh, you're, you're aware of it, the Toto brands. Like the uh, sure the washlet yeah yes. yeah well the, the one that uh, that spins around in a circle it spins you right round baby right round I've I've yeah. I've been I was uh, I encountered one that would like play music for you so nobody could hear you do your business and it heats uh -huh. and you know will have nature sounds and then I had to come back that. to U.S. toilets barbaric oh absolutely <laughs> barbaric no I completely agree so we have now uh, a guy. Who needs no introduction? Although we're going to introduce him. Knowing what we know now about pop culture and, you know, he just sounds like a made-up cartoon character. I know. But the guy, you know, well, the chicken or the egg, what came first, the jacuzzi or the person, Roy Jacuzzi? Uh, and the answer is Roy Jacuzzi, but now it just sounds like a bad pseudonym for a pimp or something. He's like you a know? private investigator yeah. who, in, uh -huh. who, who looks nah, into I, waterbed crime. Yeah. It feels yeah. like his commercial would play after Donna and the Wolfman's commercial. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I think. Roy Jacuzzi. Yeah. I feel like it's, right. he like runs crooked card games. This is nominative determinism has worked in reverse and against this poor man who was a good inventor. You know, it's clearly, it, yeah. He just got yeah. associated with the 
with the wrong thing, you know, the wrong crowd, the wrong <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. waterbed crowd. But again, there there are perfectly legitimate uses for the jacuzzi. But I think people tend to not call them jacuzzis anymore because there's a sleaze associated with that word for some reason. Mm-hmm. So hot tub uh, just is a little bit less. But it's still even that has its own. Well, I also I also believe that jacuzzi is a brand of right. hot tub. Yeah, so you can't go around calling everything a hot tub because it might be offensive. Because it's like, no, 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 that's not a jacuzzi brand hot. Well, tub. no, but but it's the same as Xerox became right. just ubiquitous for mimeographs or whatever. Or like right. Coke became ubiquitous for soda. I mean, sure, you know, people will definitely use jacuzzi in the same way. Yeah, what you guys are talking about is what's called a generic trademark, and there are lots of lawsuits about it. You will also hear about uh, companies asking people not to call everything their branded product. The most notorious, by the way, I'm speaking from experience, the Frisbee people. You can't call Mm. it a Frisbee unless Frisbee makes it. Otherwise, it's like a a throwable flying disc. But The disc, that's right. I'm I'm fascinated by this stuff, and I think you raise a good point about generic uh, jacuzzis. How do we get there? The, the, The problem there, though, is, Ben, that try as they may, you can't really put that genie back in the bottle. And, and honestly, it's a credit to the innovation of the brand in question. Um, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's interesting that they wouldn't want people to do that because it's really just free advertising for them. But to a point, it gets it can muddle the conversation where it's like you, you call everything an aspirin. Mm-hmm. It's not an aspirin. It's it's uh, acetaminophen or whatever it might be. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, just, it can cause well, well, it can cause major brand recognition. It can muddle that brand's recognition at the same time. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense, and that's that could be an episode all its own as well. Uh, before pe- jacuzzi became synonymous with hot tub, uh, we've got to talk about. Roy Jacuzzi's great uncle. And one thing that might surprise a lot of people is the Jacuzzi wasn't invented for bounce-bounce-mount sexy times. It was invented for uh, what we would call hydrotherapy, right? Like it was meant to help. I also really quick, uh, yes. I also really quickly do want to point out too that I think more people think about sexy hot tub times and actually uh, yeah, participate work. in them. It doesn't best. work. No. And it, it, you get overheated. And if there's, you know vigorous movement going on, you're gonna, you might pass out. It's not, it's not the best idea. They say, you know, limit your time in the jacuzzi to, you know, 30 minutes at a time, which no one listens to. They also drink when you're not supposed to drink. That's another thing. But yeah, you add that other thing in the equation. It's a recipe for disaster. But in 1948, Roy Jacuzzi's great uncle thought it would be a cool idea, like Ray Zelinsky from like uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style, to put an aerating pump into a bathtub. He was doing this to provide some comfort, some uh, pain relief to his son um, who had really bad rheumatoid arthritis at only 15 months. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and as we know, hydrotherapy, this this does work, you know, in, in, in sports medicine. They always alternate between hot and cold and things like that. And a soak in a, in a hot tub is much more or ice cold bath is much more of a of a remedy than like a luxury. Yeah. And people have believed in the curative powers of water for such a long time. I always love to point out that here in Atlanta, where our old office was, a place called Pond City Market, there's actually an underground spring that was built over. And it was uh, something that for thousands of years, local populations had thought of as a sacred 
spring. Uh, so history is all around you. The world is a palimpsest, basically. And uh, does that have to do with Ponce de Leon and and him being you know and this explorer who sought the fountain of youth? A hundred percent real. Yeah. Okay. So that's where the connection well, comes from. There. Okay, real quick it. backstory. It was a grift. The street is so. named yeah. that because uh, some not completely above board people wanted to uh, lean into advertising and have folks pay to go to the springs to try to cure various maladies. And they totally ripped them off. But that's jacuzzi. Uh, the jacuzzi family is not associated with that. They're, like we said, doing uh, hydrotherapy and it can have efficacy. It can at least help relieve uh, suffering, right? It's not necessarily going to cure anything, but it will help uh, ease the pain or the symptoms. So let's learn a little bit about these guys. The Jacuzzis, which sounds like a great upcoming HBO show, they came from Italy in the 1900s, and they were always inventors. I am so impressed with people who are full-time inventors. They made what totally. they made. They made water pumps for agriculture, they made the world's first submersible pump, which doesn't sound like a big deal until you need one, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think that's what led them to the idea of the hot tub. I think that's right. And the idea of the submersible pump is to literally pull water up from the ground. And this was what inspired the type of hydraulic pump that was used to create that, you know, hydrotherapy situation uh, that could turn a bathtub into, you know, something a little, little more sparkly uh, and potentially, you know, curative because it moves the water around. It circulates the water around the, you know, the, the, the joints and the, the parts of the body that are in pain and that can make a difference as well. So Roy used the idea that he had, you know, uh, observed from his great uncle and uh, created what he branded as the Roman. The Roman. Uh, which was a, you know, a, a bath, a bathtub that had jets that would uh, do a 50-50 air to water ratio. Uh, let's unpack that a little bit. I imagine this this has to do with the strength of the jets and, and how, you know, how much air was being combined with the water to create the that effect. Yeah, it's how much punch is in the pump, you know what I mean? And this uses uh, air propulsion. So these are air jetted hot tubs, uh, which will later be a technology we see in countless other knockoff versions. This, however, the Roman. You have to say it like that, folks. The Roman. Get quiet storm with it. One more time. The Roman. Us. The Roman. There it is. So The Roman. All right. No, that's not the like Roman that. Junior. <laughs> so the, that's for that's for Chihuahuas. So the uh, the Roman is the very first of its kind that people have heard about. But if you are a um, if you're a World War II veteran, you might be familiar with this uh, particular reindeer game. People love this, and people started making a lot of claims about how it helped out their various health conditions. These claims are often not founded in science. Just important to note. And Jacuzzi wasn't out trying to bilk people. They were just like, hey, 
we got the future tubs right here. They only wanted, uh, the Jacuzzi family only wanted the Roman to be indoors at first, right? And maybe help other people who had things like rheumatoid arthritis. But folks recognized a social opportunity. If you could get a hot tub out on a porch in like a nice cabin in the woods or something, you can gather around, you know, put it by your pool, you know, have a party. You can unwind. You can have the equivalent of a shower beer, even though you're not supposed to. It reminds me a little bit of how if you're ever at a gathering in someone's house, for some reason, the kitchen often becomes the central hangout area, even when there's like a living room with a TV. People were just drawn to the hot tub. They wanted to congregate around it, sort of the way that wildlife in the savannah might congregate around a water source. Yeah, I want to say this is roughly around the same time that was depicted in the Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Licorice Pizza, where the waterbed was a big thing. I think it was maybe a little earlier, like maybe like 76 or 77. But it was in 1979 that the hot tub, there was just like a craze. You know, businesses started making their own versions of the hot tub. Because again, it's hard to, how do you, patent the the, spe- the specifics of putting a water pump in a in a bathtub. I you own hot can't. water. I yeah, own the yeah. I I am Ben Watterson for the purposes of this dumb bit and I have copyrighted uh, the temperature of water. I don't know guys, you guys say that but there was a school in Ohio who recently got a copyright on the on the word the. So stupid things can happen. Yeah, but I mean, that's more of like a troll than it is something that would actually be functional in a, in a court of law, I would argue. But again, you know, sort of like whoever came up with the first fidget spinner, they're either kicking themselves because they didn't patent it or it's too, you know, well, while it is novel, it's also generic enough that other people can make it in different shapes. And it's just about Ooh. combining these ball bearings with these little plastic wings. Same with the hot tub, same with the water bed. You know, you, you had like the original Except no substitutions, except people accepted tons of substitutions. Oh, In the yeah. early 1980s, you had the Watkins brothers. There's a little bit of nominative determinism there. It could be the Waterkins brothers. Uh, they released their own spa uh, made of uh, something called Rovell, which was um, a material that could be like extruded. Uh, it was a, com- a company from Dow that made it. Um, so it was essentially like a, like, what do you call that, Ben? Like vacuum extrusion kind of like almost like you know you can create shapes out of plastic essentially or out of like a plastic type material um so then you can get all these like vinyl acrylic uh kind of seats instead of using polyester resin so there were you know these surface problems that had been the thing because in the 70s you had a lot of leakage and, and problems with cracking of acrylic hot tubs and you know all of that and they were heavy you could now have lighter weight ones that could be sexier colors and and have little butt shaped you know seats because it was all used this kind of vacuum extrusion uh you know uh, process yeah they were able to more easily make bespoke customized molds and the, this material science is an important evolution because in 1970, when uh, everybody jumped on or jumped into the hot tub trend, they were using a lot of fiberglass. And like you said, fiberglass can crack, it can splinter, it's, it's got problems. But with this innovation from Rovell and the Watkins brothers, hot tub sales reached 280,000. I've got, uh, in 1988, I've got some weird hot tub facts. I just want to share one. This is like, we'll do it at the end, but I wanted to spoil one. 
right now, you guys, as we were recording this episode, as you were hearing it, 17,000 people are currently sitting in a hot tub. Right now. Right now. There's 17,000 people in heaven right now. <laughs> how many How many of them do you think are peeing? Ooh, <laughs> 11, somebody 11, just stopped. Someone just stopped. We know it's you. <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes. You heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonneville's. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
So these are really popular, but there are still a lot of knockoffs, right? And this is a status symbol item. To have a hot tub means that you have gotten ahead of the Joneses in your social circle. By the 1990s, consumers are starting to get wise to this, and hot tub manufacturers, if they want to stay in the game, they have to make stuff that's a little bit higher quality. And that's when we start seeing replacements for the old school wooden cabinet where the mold and the, and the pumps would go inside. Now uh, they have a synthetic cabinet and this doesn't need all the maintenance that a wooden structure would need. So a wooden structure starts to become niche, then it becomes obsolete. Uh, and like we see with every, um, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the early days of soda. When soda was first coming out, there, were, there was this vast panoply of different brands. You know, everybody had a soda brand, and now it's, it's really narrowed to just the top performers, and that's what happens with hot tubs. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, like any boom, uh, oftentimes, like many booms, rather, oftentimes there's going to be a bust. Uh, when things rise in popularity so quickly and everyone's got to have and there's a feeding frenzy, it, it either just kind of meet, it peaks early or people get kind of tired of it. There's a general waning interest. Um, so at this point, you know, hot tubs are coming in all different shapes and sizes and all of these different companies are making different ones. They're being, mo- um, they're being marketed in different ways. They're being designed to fit both inside of homes and in yards. Some of them are leaning more into the therapeutic kind of angle of it all. If Look, so we're now at a place where the hot tub, it's, it's kind of old hat. But, I mean, we still love it. That's where this, this whole conversation came from, the idea to explore this. You know, hot tubs are the kinds of things that you look for in a mountain cabin rental getaway. Mm-hmm. You know, would I go so far as to buy one? I don't know. Uh, There are, you know, Coleman, for example, makes an inflatable hot tub that you can put in your backyard. Uh, How comfortable am I having an inflatable anything in my backyard? I I, I don't know yet. Uh, It's hard to say. You got to get one of the one of the uh, fun doodle guys or not fun doodles, the wavy, uh, wavy arm dudes from uh, car dealerships. Nope. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got to got to get them. Uh, God. Man, I used to have one of those. They're those are more huge. like a, a novelty, you know, decoration. But like the idea of having an above ground pool, it's really easy to kind of rag on people for that. It's sort of like a sign of like, okay, you can't quite afford a pool. Mm-hmm. So you're getting an above ground pool. I tend to get a little grimy. No shade to anybody that has an above ground pool. I'm just saying this is the perception, I think, uh, at large. Uh, same with like an inflatable hot tub. They do seem pretty cool. But do I want to be that guy that has an inflatable hot tub? Do I really want one that bad? Can I just do a cabin thing? Feels like uh, a or, glamping you know, thing. It, it does feel like a glamping thing. I agree. Um, so, but now we're, we're used to this. We've got literal inflatable hot tubs you can buy. Uh, there are some models that lean more into the efficacy of the, the therapeutic jets and all of that. There are some that are just like, you know, totally leaning into the absurdity and 70s-ness of it because it's a throwback thing at this point. But if you look back... This was, in fact, a very, 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 very interesting idea. It was two things kind of combined from history uh, and modern kind of, you know, industrial revolution to make something kind of new. And it also came up in the same time, you know, again, with like the waterbed where there were spokespeople that mm-hmm. became, you know, uh, synonymous with these products, like Suzanne Summers uh, and the, what was it, the, the, the Thigh Master or whatever. I believe Suzanne Summers was also initially a hot tub spokes 
person. Yeah, and there's a shout out to a previous episode we did here. Uh, so we talked about reality television with our pal Anna from Daily Zeitgeist and Ethnically Ambiguous. And we talked about that frighteningly dystopian TV show, Queen for a Day. The Jacuzzi Brothers advertised on Queen for a Day. It was part of your prize if you got your wish because you had the worst, most tragic sob story as graded by an audience. That's how dystopian it is. Check out our episode there. But yeah, we're nailing a really important thing here. In current society, and even back then, which wasn't too long ago, one of the main ways to make a new product popular was to have people who were liked in the public sphere endorse it. So right now, I would posit that we could take something that's, I don't know, like some weird, you don't really need it type of invention. And then if you get enough celebrities to say they like it, then everybody will want one. It doesn't really matter what it is. The hot tub played the same role, you know, big celebrities of the time, like you mentioned, Suzanne Summers, Jay Mansfield, they're, they're endorsing this and people are thinking, I want to be like Suzanne Summers. I also want to feel I have made it. And Suzanne's never led me wrong before, whether or not that was true. So you also see this in television shows and movies. People are relaxing and unwinding and all sorts of things Think across genres. Shows. Yeah, in game shows. In terms like, of the prize, mm -hmm, you know, like, like oh, win day. yourself a, a hot tub installation for your home, you know, patio or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And now you can see the hot tub, the hot tub craze may have cooled down a bit, but it's still very much, I thank you, it's still very much there. You know, like you can find countless hot tubs at hotels. Uh, you'll find them both in the rooms and, you know, by the pool area. A lot of people have hot tubs in their house. Some of the more fancy ones have um, a lot of customizable options. They can seat like nine people because there's nothing worse than being at a hot tub party and there not being enough room for everyone. Uh, the one thing I really like, and this is a boring thing for me to like, but I'll say it, I like that they have self-cleaning technology now. That is a game changer. If you've ever had to clean a pool. And I, I imagine, again, treating it as a family show, I imagine there are people who have had to clean hot tubs and hated the experience. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I remember... Uh, having a neighborhood pool and, and and there being a real commotion when the little kid, you know, pooped in the pool. And then some somebody had to deal with that. Somebody had to deal with that. I know. It's a dirty job. Picture the uh, local lifeguard teenagers drawing straws. Who's got to be the poop man today? But either way, we know that this started out as an invention that just was meant to help relieve the pain of one person. And now it really has helped millions of people. And... You know, at this point, like that's the main story. But at this point, we've got some tangents, some things that Max, you thought were interesting, some weird hot tub facts I thought were interesting. I mean, pop culture loves a hot tub even now. You guys remember Hot Tub Time Machine? I can't believe that was in 2010, 12 years yeah, ago. I never actually saw it. Uh, I've been thinking about it, though, lately as we've been talking more about hot tubs. Well, the plot is basically the title. It's one of those films. I like that, though. So I feel like you just saw it now by hearing the title. <laughs> so uh, before we close out today, let's let's round robin a list of the most uh, incredible best hot tubs in the world. 
Also, I would I would just like to post it to people if they want to look at these while we're reading them off because they're very impressive. Go to Outside Online and the eight most spectacular hot tubs in the world because they're they're pretty awesome. All right. Well, I'm intrigued. What what do we have here? Well, the first one is the it, 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 it on its surface looks like something you might see in like the Super Smash Brothers Donkey Kong Country stage uh, because it's literally like a like an old school barrel with like you know metal kind of brackets on it uh, and these two fellas sitting it but it's like in the wilderness and there's a massive waterfall just off to the left of it, it looks absolutely remarkable mm-hmm. uh, you know d- depends on your position on the sound of rushing water if you find that. Distressing or uh, or soothing. I thought everybody found that soothing. People are distressed. Maybe I'm, oh wow! I don't know. Maybe I'm just a I'm a different kind of cat guy. Uh, we're just making you know we're making room for everybody. However you react to water. If you don't like waterfalls, then uh, fear not because there are many other very fancy hot tubs. Uh, let's go to Queenstown, New Zealand. Uh, it's the Matakuri Lounge. It's on the shore of Lake Wakatipu. And it's got a uh, incredibly, you know what I would call it? This hot tub is just extra. It's perched on a balcony where you have like access to a helicopter. You could charter a boat. Uh, They've got an on-site chef and they give you hot stone massages. And if you don't like that hot tub, then there's another whirlpool. Yeah, let's read this is also a list of hot tubs that you cannot afford. Yeah, no, no, no. I feel like that's accurate. And let's let's strive for realism here. The the list goes on. Like there are hot tubs in Wyoming that'll blow your mind, Iceland as well. Right now, as we are recording, we do have to note that there is some science. Like, here's some science I did find. If you spend 15 minutes in a hot tub per day for one week, you can have an eleven percent drop in cortisone, the stress hormone. It really huh. does change your chemistry a little. Cool. Uh, you ever heard of Jackson Hole? My oh, dude? yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a getaway for the rich and famous. I, I do want to point out that I was able to get a price estimate on that one. Ooh. It is only it, for, obviously, we, we wouldn't get this room because we're going to go as bougie as possible. But, like, the lowest end room is only $1,300 a night. Highest end, oh, but only the, yeah. The highest end one's about twenty one hundred. It only has a king size bed, so Ben, you're gonna be sleeping at the foot of the bed. No, but, do they uh, take Ben bucks? I'll just get I'll get the other room. Okay, yeah, that works for me. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's uh, after a four thousand foot uh, tram ride straight up. I mean, I think we gotta go, guys. Let's do. Yeah, it. this is what I would call like uh, an infinity hot tub. Think mm-hmm. of it like those infinity pools you see in like a crazy palatial Hollywood estates. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, we should also mention these are the creme de la creme of the estimated 26 million functioning hot tubs all across the world, where every year 43,000 bottles of champagne are opened. What about how we should have done a little speckle? I mean, this is based on the macabre way I opened the story, talking about chopping off someone's skull cap and making a hot tub of the mind. I uh, wonder how many people end up dead in hot tubs. That, my friend, is a little bit of a darker statistic, but I have it partially. According to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, the CPSC, more than 300 people die each year in an accident related to a hot tub. So that could be slipping by the hot tub. 
that could be falling asleep. They could unfortunately be overheating. Yeah, drowning, maybe asphyxiation, but a heart attack mm -hmm. based on sexual activity mixed with alcohol mixed with heat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's, this is why, this is why you'll hear directives uh, like, don't spend more than 20 minutes in a hot tub. But I, I got to be honest, I have flagrantly disregarded that rule oh, almost yeah. every time. Same, same. But again, you know, we're not here to tell you how to live your life. I found an incredibly uh, pointed headline on the Tampa Bay.com uh, website. Uh, it says by Judy Stark, meant to soothe, the hot tub can kill. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> This is from April of 1997. Of course Uh, it is. I love that's such a great headline. But um, speaking of other great headlines, my headline for today is this was a fun episode. Noel Brown. And I hope you found it interesting, folks. If this doesn't quite heat your tub, have no fear. We are uh, we are boldly going to a place our history show has yet to explore. We hope you join us on our continuing mission. Those are all the hints we're going to drop today. But yeah, what a pleasure. I, w- I agree with you, Noel. That's, that's the headline we end on. Thanks, as always, to Mr. Max Williams, our super producer. Thanks also to our research associate, wait for it, Mr. Max Williams. Indeed. Uh, thanks to Alex Williams, who composed our theme. Uh, Christopher Asiotis, here in spirit. Eves Jeffcoats. Love following uh, Eves on on social media. Uh, really South African adventures, now. yeah, South African uh, literary adventures um, with Eves. That should be a, a Discovery Channel show or a, you know <laughs> National Geographic show. Let's get a little high, more highbrow than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, thanks to you, Ben. Uh, we finally hot tubbed it up together, even if it was only in the hot tub of our minds. Right on, man. Next, let's do water beds or waterboarding. Or maybe just, uh, well, maybe water beds. Okay, fair enough. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.